The Accounting Influencers Podcast. Cutting through the crap to bring you the very best interviews, insights and wisdom. From the planet's most influential people in the accounting and fintech world. The Accounting Influencers Podcast. And a big shout out to one of our special podcast partners, Dex.com. They wear receipt bank. They've been through a great rebound. There's a lot of great stuff going on there, Martin, isn't there, at Dex? You know what, Rob? I always speak to accounting firms about having a strong, uh, clearly articulated value proposition really early on in their messaging. You know, as soon as you see that firm, it tells you something. When I go to Dex.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, it says right in front of me, we make accountants and bookkeepers and the businesses you advise more productive, profitable and powerful with better data and insights. Those three alliterative P's there, productive, profitable and powerful. What a great clear value proposition. So as accounting practitioners listening to this, if you're looking to make your firm more productive, profitable and powerful, not just for you, but for the businesses you advise, go to dext.com, that's D-E-X-T.com and start a free trial or book a demo. Love that. Dex gives you more time and better data to advise on your clients' businesses. So your accountants get over to dex.com. Thank you. So it's Here's What Works. This is the segment of the show where we share with you stuff that's proven, tried and tested to work for accounting practitioners. And Martin, we hear so much about how accountants are overwhelmed, they're overloaded, they've got far too much to do. What's the answer? What works? Here's what works, Rob. In another segment of our podcast, we have a a section, a series running at the moment called Why Didn't They Buy? Where we look at why an accountant says they didn't win a, a potential client versus what the client themselves said were the reasons for not coming on board. And one of the ones that we are yet to cover, but will come up in a future episode, is that there is doubts sown into the mind of the potential client when they notice that the partner is doing an awful lot of the work that they'd expect a junior to do. And immediately they think they're overpaying or that the firm is under-resourced. Now, for partners in practice who feel overwhelmed uh, and want to free up their time, there are only a certain number of avenues for them to go down. And if you want to decrease labor intensity, and I know that most practitioners I know want to decrease labor intensity, there are only certain things we can do. And here they are. Number one, we either take recruitment very seriously. I'm working on a report right now about the greatest challenges and their solutions in recruitment and retention for accounting firms. And what's clear is that accounting firms rarely take a recruitment strategy seriously. They rarely know how many interviews it's going to take, over what period. They very rarely anticipate capacity requirement months in advance. They very rarely run a talent pipeline to keep in touch with people's careers um, to try, uh, try and attract them at the right moment. And as such, they are perpetually bringing in people who are a poor, a poor cultural fit, a poor technical fit, too expensive for the work they do, and so on. And it always causes them to get back involved in the work. Or not bringing in enough people, Martin, and that's capacity, isn't it? They're doing the £50 an hour, $50 an hour jobs that they should be doing the $250, $500 an hour jobs because nobody else can. Absolutely. So if we want to decrease labor intensity, number one, we have to take recruitment strategy very seriously. Number two is pricing and profitability because the only other way is to do less work for more money. To do less work for more money, we have to create bigger outcomes and provide more value. 
To create bigger outcomes and more value, we have to step away from compliance. To step away from compliance, somebody else has got to be doing the, the work. So in order for a partner in practice to free up their time, they have to decrease their labor intensity, which means that the work they take on has to change. And therefore, they have to institute in the practice a minimum fee level. So if a job is, and I don't know what the minimum fee level might be in your firm, but you might say, if it's over, if it's under 1,500 pounds, the firm might look at it, but I don't look at it. If it's, if it's under two and a half grand, whatever your currency is, the firm might look at it, but I won't look at it because I'm too expensive, because that's going to take up too much of my time. So the first is taking recruitment very seriously. The second is pricing and profitability and getting that right. And there is one more, Rob, but you're not going to like it. Well, just before we come to that third one, I guess the zero one, Martin, starts with acknowledging that you've got a problem with labour insensitive, that there is a problem in the firm. It could be cultural. It could be the way the policies, procedures, processes are set up. Once you articulate that, say that out loud, then you can look at these two initiatives you've talked about. And then the third one. So, yes, what is it? Let's have it. Well, as you just said there, Rob, if anybody listening to this is working a 70-hour week... The third one is the one that accountants hate to do the most, delegate. Often I've found that it's not a question of lack of resource, why they can't delegate, but lack of trust. They will not let their baby go into the arms of another. No one does it like me. No one knows the client like me. The client will only take it this level of work. And that all may be true. And guess what? You've just changed yourself to the client for life because you've just said that because They'll only talk to you. And because it's only you, they're, they're prepared to do the work, you can't get free of it, which means your team can't progress, which means they can't become any more commercially astute, which means they leave, which means you are anchored down to low profitability work for the rest of your life. Stupid. Delegate. And what is that? Is that an ego thing? Is that a control thing that's going on there? Part control, part trust. They may have been burned in the past uh, and might be once bitten, twice shy. But unfortunately, you have to start again. You have to get back on the horse and go, okay, I got burnt once. Let's see what lessons we can learn from that and try not to get burnt a second time. Either way, I've got to delegate because I can't progress. This firm can't progress. Our profitability can't progress. And the quality of our clients can't progress until I do. So ultimately, and here's what works for making sure you decrease your labor intensity. It starts with an admission that there is a problem. Absolutely. An admission there's a problem. And then taking the future capacity requirements the future profitability requirements and the future delegation requirements of your practice seriously. That's what works. And thank you to our special sponsors, iris.co.uk. Martin, you saw a great video just recently from Iris, didn't you? Yeah, what I think people don't understand about Iris is they were ahead of the game for MTD phase one because they were the first software vendor to be listed as approved by the HMRC for MTD filing. And guess what? They're fully prepared for the next. So they've got an MTD webinar on demand that you can catch up with at any time. Rob, where do they go to to see this? It's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. That stands for making tax digital for our international listeners. And there's some great stuff there that you need to know to guide you through the whole making tax digital initiative. So iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Right, Martin? That's right. So wherever you are in your journey, Iris know that they have the knowledge and tools to help you in the next steps. That's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar.